Hello and welcome to Mosh Pet. I'm Ellie Kumar and today I'm meeting some of the people behind a new initiative in live music. Krugal are based right here in the northeast. Their aim is to make working in the live music industry safer and more inclusive, not only for women but for everyone. So who are we chatting to today? Susan French. I am the founder and director of Krugal and the director of Susan French Events, which is the sister training company. And I basically run the thing. <laughs> Yes, so I run Krugal and work closely alongside our team to make working in live events better for women. And I am Eliza Lee and I'm the marketing officer, I run the social media for Krugal and I've been involved in various ways since the start, designed the nice pink boiler suits, which we can't show you because this is radio, but they are wonderful. <laughs> awesome. I mean, I was going to say when I was looking at the website earlier, I was like, those pink boiler suits are really cool. Aren't they cool? Oh, honestly. And do you know what? We, we designed them before the Barbie movie came yeah, out. Yeah, we did. We had them before Barbie came out. So when she comes out in a boiler suit to save the day, I was like, yes, we're <laughs> saving the day as yeah. well. But we had the boiler suit first, Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's really great because it's eye-catching. And what we didn't want to do is not be proud of the fact that we're women doing what we're doing in our industry and we do want to be noticeable and we're not frightened about being noticed anymore and we're not frightened about sticking out like a sore thumb. Well, we, we had that discussion when we were, like, designing the Crew Girl brand when when it came to the subject of uniforms we were like i i asked i was like should we do black you know you said you're like, it's no screw it let's do pink can i say screw it on the radio um she, she was just like um yeah you were just like who cares let's just do pink let's put a big love heart on it whilst we've, we've got crew gals of all genders it's not just women on our crew we've got really cool men and non-binary people and everything who are more than happy to wear a big pink love heart because it's it's cute. <laughs> it's it just is, cute. Yeah. I mean, because we've got like various uniforms for different things that people are doing. But I think when you see a full crew coming at you in pink boiler suits, it suddenly becomes like, wow, who are these? And mm. when people are really good at their job as well, there's not yeah. what we're hiding away from. And I think we've done it as women for years and years and years in live music in particular, having to dress like men to fit, fit in, having to behave that way and accept toxic masculine behaviours. Mm -hmm. So we want change and the only way we can make that happen is by being visible at all times and people don't always think about it but it's also a little bit of a safety thing for us as well so we can be picked up quite easily then on cctv if we were in yeah. pink boiler suits rather than just a big heavy flannel shirt or something like that so it does have its safety elements but people don't recognize that but so not only is it cool funky and pink it's also <laughs> safety really <isn't> it? <laughs> with your sensible head on <laughs> When worlds collide. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, can you tell us a bit about what Krugal is? Yeah, so uh, Krugal is a live events crewing agency and also consultant consultancy training. training academy yeah. and we look after people who are going into the workplace who do not want to work in the old style of working in live music stage crew who want better conditions and want to be looked after so we find people jobs we keep them on our books we support them once they're in work and help with their career growth we also look after women's health so any women out there who are working in live music on festival sites or in arenas where there isn't sanitary conditions we will speak to these venues on their behalf to make sure that they've got the facilities that are required. We also direct them to GPs and nutritionists with regards to women's health needs and women's illnesses. Yeah. Um, so they can really be looked after properly. And we stick up for them when they're getting harassed because the problem in our industry, whether people want to hear the truth or not, 
if you are a woman and you speak out about being harassed or sexually assaulted, you're sacked. It's not the other way around. The men continue to work and women get seen as the troublemakers. Now, because of the situation, women won't speak out and therefore this behaviour continues. So if they can come to us and we can speak out to the employers on their behalf, then that issue can be tackled without them being terminated from employment and then they can continue to grow their career in the industry because they, unfortunately that's the, the, the situation they do find themselves in and people in the industry don't want to hear it, but unfortunately yeah. it's still continuing. Yeah, and just sort of interject quickly on on that point about sort of why we exist as well like on a personal level I've got experience on the performance side and I think like women in terms of performers and artists is something that you know again there's some work to do there but there's a lot of ongoing conversations about but from what I've observed having a foot in both worlds I would say that the tech side of things so your sound engineers lighting engineers local crew is 40 years behind think of the issues that like women as performing artists face and then like triple it like mm. it's it's you know um i've seen some incredibly regressive stuff i think because it is behind the scenes you don't necessarily see you know texts don't get platformed in the same way so the pressures aren't there to protect them or even to amplify their voices or even to have them there so there's a lot of work to be done i think in the music tech yeah absolutely area. i think People and companies, they hide behind these huge umbrella policies which say gender equality and they just pay lip service to it because actually when they are looking at the equality and diversity in the live music stage crew in particular, the women are still very much admin, ticking boxes, monitoring things and they for years and years and years have been kept out of the more practical roles mm. because it has been a bit of a lads club for a long long time and but the interesting thing when the pandemic happened and our venues closed and people decided to leave the industry suddenly there was these huge gaps and they had to start accepting different people so it was an opportunity for us to really try and help make change mm -hmm. for ourselves for the next generation to make it a better safer place to work because it is an amazing industry working in live music working in live performance for me there's nothing better than, than our industry and i don't want people to move away from the industry because they are fearful of what they're yeah. going to be up against working with lots of people who are very uncomfortable in these lads clubs yeah basically. and they just don't want to work in that it's not mm -hmm. it's not great for people's mental health and life has moved on and stage crew and unfortunately didn't yeah and so we, we've had like a lot of quite a few people bring to us when we've spoken about this that we've been to a few conferences haven't we we were at the women in business and tech expo in london and the northeast chamber of commerce, commerce yeah. and things like that and we've had people say okay so this is an issue what what's your plan to tackle it and because we're accruing agency so the the bulk of what we do is you can hire crew from us whether that's for a grassroots venue, whether it's, you know, we're applying for some arena tenders, um, whether that's touring, doesn't matter what it is, theatre, corporate, music, everything. So you can hire a crew from us and, you know, we want to consult and work with venues. And so our kind of, our answer to that has been, well, we're putting in a crew who are all, already have that cultural change within them that will hopefully, it will become the new normal. It's the idea is to put... Everybody that is a tech that gets booked through us is like a certified, just nice human, 
You know, we just, everybody that comes through, we're just like, right, make sure that they're nice people. And then we provide training in LGBTQ plus awareness, diversity and equality, active bystander training, etc. So it's like every tech that goes through us is just a good human. And our vision for it is that we hope eventually if we put enough of them in, all of this awfulness will be pushed out because there just won't be space for it anymore. It just and won't people be. Are, will be in a better place because hopefully they'll become the majority rather than the minority and therefore mm-hmm. they can speak out safely and they can say this isn't acceptable without fear of repercussions about losing work or being isolated or being afraid that they're going to be left to the side and not being given work and being sort of forced out that way mm-hmm. which unfortunately continues mm-hmm. and I think what's different about what we're doing is it because we are so passionate about women joining the industry we also work with local schools as well so we're doing lots of um, outreach work with local schools from year seven right up to year 11 showing them the business getting tour managers in front of them really telling them a lot about all of the careers that are involved in live music and live performance and giving them big workshops and six weeks programs and really opening people's eyes to the creative industries so it doesn't become scary and actually it can be a sustainable career in creative industries if you've got someone in front of you who works in it who understands it and for those young people who may not be academic it really gives them an opportunity to find new direction and learn exciting practical skills and put up drum kits and mic them and speak to tour managers and look at the future of live music and it really does give them an opportunity to realize that just because they think in a different way and they aren't as academic as their peers, that there's some amazing careers to be had, which can be extremely well paid as well. And you can travel the world and all these things are real. They do exist. And the careers that young people are being told about aren't necessarily suitable for everybody. And it's certainly, it's a very... It, it can be a bit gatekeeping in, in a yeah. sense. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that you think when you're in school, oh, I'd quite like to go into live music. How on earth do you get into that? And then people say, how ridiculous. You can't <laughs> yeah, possibly do that say, for a job. Yeah, people say, how silly. Do you mean you want to audition for X Factor? How silly. Um, you know, when it's like, you know, did you know that some people are like massage therapists for rock stars and that's an actual job mm-hmm. that some people actually have? Like, that's a thing. Anyway, that was an incredibly long-winded yeah. <laughs> No, that was great, honestly. Yeah, we've, we've seen how kind of male-dominated the music industry is particularly in things like music festivals mm. and those big events like that. And you mentioned that obviously we're, what, like 40 years behind? Yeah, yeah. So that's a rough fest. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, how I things... think it's correct. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it, yeah. De- like, it is, definitely. Yeah. Um, but like, have things changed at all or have they started to get better? So you've think? been in the industry longer than me. So yeah, you, so we actually worked out earlier on. I've worked <laughs> in the industry longer than Eliza's been alive. Yeah. <laughs> So some changes have been made, but nowhere near enough. I mean, it's almost laughable, really. We're quite lucky because in the northeast, we do work very closely with people who put festivals on. So this year, we're going to be involved in Course Fest. So we're going to be involved with Course Fest and doing all the the stage crewing for that and working closely with John Peacock on that. And he's really, really keen to make sure that his festival is as diverse as possible and all his audiences feel welcome and all of his artists feel safe. So it's really great to be working with like-minded people. But when you're looking at the much bigger festivals, it's a different story because they are thinking about the bottom line, they're thinking about the money and they're thinking about the cheapest person to do the job. 
And another thing, actually, when it comes to these big festivals, we've been speaking to a lot of large companies that sponsor these types of events because they aren't realising their money that is getting filtered down and where it's actually going to. So we really want to talk to people about are they really aware about what they're funding because yes everything has a budget and yes everyone needs everything done quite cheaply but what people don't realize they're feeling quite toxic yeah the 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 dissonance between brand names and sponsors who as part of their brand identity have very loud and spoken about equality practices diversity practices etc Obviously, it's indirect. It's understandable that they might not have considered this. Again, because it's it's one of those things you turn up to a huge arena show and, oh, isn't it fabulous? And, oh, it's amazing how it just sprung up overnight when actually hundreds of people were in that site earlier today making it happen. And so, yeah, that there can be that, that dissonance between brands that have similar values to what we have as part of their brand identity and yet are directly funding maltreatment and abuse, yeah. really. And it does sound scary if people are listening and you've obviously heard uh, Eliza mention the word abuse because mm-hmm. no one wants to talk about it, but unfortunately it's a day-to-day reality for women in live music and on live event sites where they are being harassed, they are being assaulted, they are being threatened with sexual assault on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And people don't want to hear that, but unfortunately it's true. And unless the the sponsors the artists the artist management the tour management the venue management all start reading from the same hymn sheet or whatever people say <laughs> sing from the same hymn sheet i'd say then no change will happen people need to be aware and it takes someone to speak out to be aware and i think people have been frightened to speak out about it because we know we're going to get booed and hissed and get off and talk rubbish but the truth is it, we you know we, we have, have not to. only personal stories but the stories of the women we work closely with within just last year mm-hmm. really really frightening stories of harassment and and of threats of sexual violence etc a real fear Yeah, and real real fear and women that we work with coming to us and saying, I'm really uncomfortable, I don't know what to do, I don't know how to handle this. I think, yeah, it's it's time that some whistleblowing started to happen. And I think because there are still a lot of companies out there with monopolies on huge contracts that have existed for a very long time. And and unfortunately, there might be some practices that, that haven't advanced since the beginnings of those you know, long ago, really. So not as much advancement as you'd hope. Which is probably what we were, I was expecting yeah, you to say, yeah. to, you know. Mm. Disappointed, but not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I guess, though, the hope is that with Krugal and other organisations and the people that you speak to, and obviously you've said you've been sort of speaking and going to like to business conferences, that there might be more of an uptake in people using your services and then following that lead and and putting that out there across the country you know further afield yeah the reaction's been great the the reaction's been fantastic actually uh, i don't think we were sure 100 percent how people would take it and how people would react to it because it is a huge change for our industry and people are frightened of change and people know it's a big piece of work to be doing but the reaction has been fantastic huge support from Men and women, people, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like people everybody, every gender, and that, uh, that's what we aim to stress as well. Yes, it's crew gal. Yes, we want to get more women into it, but also we want a space for men that want change and are uncomfortable and don't want to feel that they have to 
fall in line with their peers if they don't agree with them. And we have so many incredible men that work with us who, yeah. are, who really want a change. Yeah, they don't, want, they don't want to work in these environments no, where they, they feel like either. they've got to laugh along with things they don't think's funny or mm-hmm. make comments about women who someone's wife or daughter or they don't want that and no. they they I think for years a lot of men haven't wanted it but because there's been no one wanting to make change happen they've just had to continue to go along and I've spoken to men who've said they've been actually embarrassed to be a man in the situation because they're frightened people think they think the same but they've been unable to have a voice to speak out and I think where that's where the active bystander training comes in so we're working with the Northumbria Crime and Commissioner's Office um, all of our staff have done the active bystander training and uh, we roll that out as part of our training to everybody else as well to help give people that voice and give them tools so if something does happen they have something where they know what to say they know how to speak out and I think that's really important to really give people as many tools as possible so in these situations people aren't alone. Yeah, it's about, it's really about empowering mm-hmm. men as well as women. It's about really empowering men to be able to say to their friend or colleague, that's mm, cool. you shouldn't yeah. be saying that. And I can well understand why that would be an incredibly difficult thing to yeah, do. Yeah, it must be awful. But, I know people who've worked in other male-dominated industries yeah. and they just don't know what to say for, for fear mm-hmm. again of losing work or yeah. not fitting in or being isolated in the workplace and that's that's uh, the thing to stress is misogyny it harms everyone it harms men mm-hmm. it harms women it harms trans people non-binary mm-hmm. people it harms everyone so mm-hmm. it's yeah it's making a better environment for everyone so that's something we've really wanted to stress but the general reaction when we've gone out to speak about Krugel and what we do again because the live events tech industry it's something that your average gig goer might not always even think about really you know if you buy a ticket to see an artist you love you're thinking about the show the artist the band you're not so much thinking about the person that stuffed the confetti into that cannon because you know that's and in some ways that's when people are good at your their job you don't notice them <laughs> Do you know what I mean? in that in it's the, the the illusion of a seamless magical production so the general reaction we've got is people going oh do you know what? I really hadn't thought about that. That Oh my God, you're right. How can I get involved? You know, people really do care and they really do support it, but it's just not something that a lot of people think about. And I mean, kind of bringing it back to the North East. So obviously you guys are based in North Tyneside. Yeah. What is the industry like here for, for, for crew? And because and, I mean, it's something on the podcast, we ask all the bands who come in, like, what's it like? sort of getting out in the industry in the northeast but actually for for everyone in in yeah. the industry i mean the live music industry is thriving in the northeast and i think for us to be driving this forward from the northeast is a huge thing to do i mean we've got some incredible talent and i mean like fabulous talent coming through our books people who've left university with no real understanding about how the industry works and now they're working full-time as sound engineers they're going off um the the, the tour managers they they really are embedded in the music scene right across the country not just the northeast but the northeast born and bred and the northeast where they return to they live here they work here even if you look at north tyneside alone the amount of creative brains and people in the music industry who are working and working with some of the biggest bands and artists in the world and they all live in the northeast and people don't realize that all of these people exist and they're all working and they're doing amazing incredible work with some of the biggest international artists i just think 
sometimes the northeast isn't recognized for its achievements but actually we are creating real amazing workforce within live music events arts culture theater right across culture in general it's just an incredible amount of talent that we have here behind the scenes and on the stage yes <laughs> but it, uh, yeah again it's one of those where because the nature of the work is behind the scenes i think it's harder it's it's less seen than maybe the performance aspects of the industry in the northeast but also the nature of the tech stuff is it doesn't really matter where you're working. You can get picked up and asked to go on tour at any time. We had one of our lovely crew gals who was recently working in the arena, again, because she's just, you know, a lovely human, just a great person, was really getting on with the lighting person on a, on a particular production and just did a really great job. And it was only the, what, first, second time she'd worked yeah. at the arena? and was asked if she had a passport and does she want to literally just come around the world and I think that sounds very fairy tale, but I think people don't realize that if you start working in those venues and you're a hard worker and you're a nice and person really that, great, yeah. that happens all the time mm -hmm. like people will just be working and then it will be like can you fly to Brazil next week <laughs> it's as good a platform as any it's you know it's I think that the nature of the tech industry I'd say it's more accessible to get into than the performance side mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. As long as you've got the skills and you're just nice and mm -hmm. not awful, yeah. which is what we aim. <laughs> which is what you want. We aim to be nice and not awful people. <laughs> we, we, we aim to be not awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, then yeah, you never know. Because I think this is the thing as well, is artists don't want to be around crew that make them feel uncomfortable. And I think this is another thing of we really want artists to take more notice, especially big artists. I worked on an arena level production for a particular artist who I'm sure would have been absolutely horrified if they knew that their money was going in the pockets of, you know, I heard some pretty severe language, some very offensive language used. And big artists like that, you know, who again, who their brand is gender equality, sexual equality, racial equality, when that's their brand, I, they, they don't want to be paying people who don't adhere to that. They don't want to be standing on a stage that's built by a bigot. Who does? Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I know, again, these are strong words, these are scary words, but it is the reality. Uh -huh. And it's like, we want to kind of say to artists and companies and funders, actually take take, take a, a bit, bit of, of time to have a little bit of a look into who you're, yeah because because you want to make sure that your money is going in the pocket of people who represent you yeah, i think absolutely from the and, ground up and we've, we've said this as well that the, a lot of the technical part of the industry and the stage crew industry and things like that they aren't representative of 2024 and our 2024 audiences no. and no. artists they just aren't and the whole industry has been trying to have a shake up for a lot of years but we need to not forget from the ground up this yeah. needs to happen you can't just do it at a more senior yeah, level as, it won't change otherwise as the music industry progresses that can't get left behind mm -hmm. because i think actually it's that underbelly where a lot of it begins to come from it can't we can't leave the tech side behind with trying to make the industry a better place yeah so what's what's next? Yeah, things sort of snowballed a bit quicker than expected. 
Yeah. But in a good way, that's because everyone was like, yes, can we please make change? Let's do some work with you. So we've got a, quite an exciting project coming up in February. So we're working with Ignite. It's a programme with the National Youth Theatre and Netflix. And we are partnering with them to do some workshops around pyrotechnic special effects and all that sort of stuff. And they're going to be coming to us up in North Shields and delivering some workshops up there yeah. for our skills boot camps. And we're going to Sunderland. And we go to Sunderland them. down there to work, do some work with them. So yeah. that's the next project it's a week-long project over the February half term yeah. so that's a really exciting thing we've got our stage crew going into to nice. course fest again this year yes yeah, so that's really interesting we're obviously working up and down the country on various projects we crew in lots of shows working in theatres the, mm-hmm. the, the just, usual just but, uh, and our crews expanded a lot mm-hmm. in the past few months we put out a sort of just open crew call because you know we we've got pockets of crew sort of all around the UK so that you know we can take on jobs anywhere but um the response we've had as well when we've been putting calls out for crew has been amazing mm-hmm. like the inbox has been flooded yeah. uh-huh. which is great because it means we're getting loads of really great people loads of really skilled people i mean everything from like hgv drivers to sound engineers pyro lighting riggers everything and again all people who because obviously in our sort of open calls for crew we we're very loud and proud about who who we are and what we're trying to do. So yeah, the amount of people in the in the inbox going, oh my god, <laughs> I've wanted this for so long. <laughs> so I think it's yeah. about coming together as a community and all striving yeah. for the same thing. And when you're all pulled together, that's when amazing things happen. Yeah. You can't do these things alone. You certainly can't make change happen alone. That's why we're trying to work with as many artists and artist management and festival producers and arena management to really help make this change happen and not not let it just become a conversation like lots of things do lots of initiatives mm-hmm. are just conversations we are active we're taking action all of the time and that is the only way we will continue to make change happen is if we continue to be active take action and just stop to just talking about it yeah well i for one am really excited about what this means for the future of live music you can find out more about Krugal and how to hire them on their websites krugal.com or susanfrenchevents.com or on socials Krugal official and susanfrenchevents you've been listening to mosh pet catch you next time